Steve and Justin use YCharts for their winning investment research. So start your free trial now. And if you purchase, mention InvestTalk and get a generous discount at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and thank you for joining me here today on Invest Talk. It is Friday, November 30th, and we are all watching the markets as we very closely, as we all have money exposed. At least people listening to this show, most of us do have money exposed to the stock market. And, you know, the Federal Reserve made a comment. You now, Fed Chairman Powell made a comment. It's possible that the Federal, Re- the, the Federal Reserve will s- reduce the rate of the hikes. In other words, they are told they've, they've said they're going to increase. I, a month ago, they said that we're not neutral. We're way below neutral. We're going to keep raising rates into 2019. This week, oh, we're only probably a quarter point away from being neutral in our interest rates. So we're not going to be, once we do another quarter point, and they didn't say that, but once they do another quarter point, they would be neutral and there'd be no reason to raise rates because they are no longer accommodative in the economy. So they're neutral, neither sparking growth or holding it back, according to the Federal Reserve. Now, if they slow way down after this next hike, because the next hike is pretty much built in and expected, that's what the market is reacting to. They think that they're going to do that. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's the hint. That's what we're feeling from the Federal Reserve. I'm Steve Peasley, and I thank you for joining me today on Invest Talk. What is our daily objective here? You should know by now, and that is to educate. That is to achieve a better than better than uh, above average investing for you, making you an above average investor. And that's what we. That's why we answer questions at the Q and A show for this for, for the hour. You can call right now. The number is eight 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 ninety nine chart. And here is a bit of unwelcome news that came out this morning. You heard, I'm sure you may or may not have heard about the Marriott Starwood chain, the world's largest hotel chain with 7,000 hotel properties around the world. They were hacked. I think it was 500 million uh, intrusion, 500 million peoples by their the intrusion and their data breach. 500 million. Not 5 million, 500 million. So uh, they, they kind of hit it that they didn't get any, you know, like credit card numbers, but name, address, emails, that kind of thing. So we don't know really exactly. Of course, Marriott got affected by this. And investors don't like that kind of thing. Anyways, uh, I don't know if you should worry about it, but, you know, I don't know, I don't know what you could do about it either. President Trump today is at the G20 or the Group of 20 Summit meeting in, what was it, Argentina, Buenos Aires, Argentina, G20, the 20 largest economies in the world. Uh, and you, you know, we are by far the largest. I mean, uh, China's is the closest, China's the closest. And I remember I gave you these stats a couple of weeks ago. Our economy is uh, 21 trillion, 21 and a half trillion. China's 14 trillion. Then the next closest is Japan at five. 
Okay, you know, Russia is only 1.6. Russia is not a big country. The trick is, is Russia is has a lot of land space, and they have a lot of nuclear weapons. They have a lot of energy, like the Arab countries. That's what makes them. They, you know, if they didn't have that the energy of and the nuclear weapons, they'd just be a so-so third third uh, third world country. Why, why are they a third world country? They have great assets. They have great landmass. Why aren't they like, you know, growing gangbusters like China? Because of the corruption in the country. Because of the system they have. Because, you know, you've got the oligarchs and you got a dictator. And you don't have a free economic system. And I, I will say this. China doesn't either. doesn't have a free economic system. It just has a much freer economic system and than, than many other places do uh, because they don't they don't have the massive natural resources like oil and gas like we do. We're much smaller landmass, but we are much richer in our natural resources. But that's not what made us so big. What made us big is a free economic system. And I wish they'd teach that in colleges these days. It's a free economic system. That means every individual out there, you, me, everybody can better ourselves and benefit from our own hard work. Okay, that's what that means. Free economic system. We, 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 are, we are all looking out for ourselves as best we can, being responsible for our own production of wealth or non-production of wealth. That's a free economic system. And it benefits the most people and gives them the most incentive to do well. That's what it does. That's the economy does well. Anyways, um, we're going to talk about you know that Trump is, is you know signed that trade deal with Mexico and Canada, so he's kind of you know wants to showcase that. The question is, is there going to be a truth with truce with China on the trade? Now I said before, I don't think there is. I don't think China is going to blink. Because I don't, I'm pretty sure uh, Trump isn't, and he shouldn't. He's got the stronger hand. But I don't know if, if China will. And when I say blink, I mean, you know, be uh, uh, come to an agreement of a much fairer trade policy. Because it certainly has never been fair. And did you see this? Goldman Sachs has been downgraded to neutral by Bank of America. Goldman Sachs. So there's obviously a lot of market news, you know, and there always is almost every day. I, I find it interesting uh, trying, to, trying to determine that. And did you see the um, inflation news, the PCE report, price uh, what, uh, index, I forgot, price, consumer price index, not the, P, not the CPI, but the PCE. And that's the one that the Fed looks at. It was pretty flat. There's no inflation building up in the system yet. Anyways, first, before we go any further, let's go ahead and take a listener line call at 888-99-CHART. Hello, Steve and Justin. This is Max from Michigan. I have a question about newsletter that went out a while ago. There was a recommendation or an idea for shorting. There was two uh, funds that were recommended or identified. My question is, do those types of instruments belong in a long-term retirement portfolio if you have no other shorting mechanism in the portfolio and i'll listen for an answer on the podcast or the show tonight thanks bye generally speaking the answer would be no 
you don't, you know, a shorting is just a defensive stance. If you have a very long-term outlook and outlook and you're an IRA or 401k, you don't have to worry about shorting. You don't have to, you don't have to even think about it. But you have to be willing to take the volatility that the market's going to dish out and not be worried about it. If you're a long-term investor, that's what you should do. If you want to protect profits, uh, you want to hold on to your, your winners that you have and for the long term, and you're in a taxable account, and you know you should diversify or rebalance, but you don't want to trigger a, a, a tax, well, putting on a hedge, or maybe shorting, which is a hedge, might be an answer, a partial hedge to protect those, the, to protect those assets for the whole portfolio from going down. Because you know, if in a down market, everything goes down, no matter how good it is, just the way it is. So, you know, that's a, it's, a, it's a method of protecting yourself and possibly benefiting from a bear market. But we're not there yet. In our newsletter, every week I put out two stock ideas. And a few weeks ago, I put out, you know, a, we put out a couple of short ETFs that you could, you could hedge against the down market. Um, and that's what he's talking about. And, you know, I do that every once in a while. Very rarely, but every once in a while, I'll put in, you know, maybe you should consider a hedge. These are two good hedges, you know, in this volatile times we're having. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we're headed into a quick one-minute break. And on the other side, we're going to take your calls. And I will share some experts from my KPP Premium Newsletter went out today. It goes out every Friday. Our phone lines are open, so get your questions in at 888-99-CHART. As an investor, you witnessed the volatility of October and November. And now in the final trading weeks of 2018, there could be more surprises. So to prosper, serious investors need to make sure they are using a balanced portfolio strategy. Learn more anytime at investtalk.com. The phone lines are open, Steve is here, and he's taking your questions live. 888-99-CHART. Okay, as you know, the market has been pretty darn volatile, right? I mean, it has been since the very first day of October, and here it is the very end of November. For two months, pretty volatile. Now, this week we had some up volatility. I mean, one day the Dow went up 500 points in one day. So we have always urged and we continue to urge everybody to have a good diversified portfolio. You, and you got to rebalance that portfolio every so often. It reduces the risk you know, and every you know, it reduces the risk. And even if you're someone who likes a lot of risk, you still have to manage a portfolio in a way that doesn't expose you to undue risk. Because you, if you expose yourself too much to any one stock or any one sector, anything can happen. There's it's the whole world out there is unknown. And, you know, Apple could go bankrupt. You don't know that they can't. You know, I always refer to uh, the Enron situation, which was like the fifth or sixth largest energy company, a utility company in the, in the nation, and it went bankrupt. Look at GM, more recent history, General Motors. They went bankrupt in 2008. They went bankrupt, all the shareholders. What if you had that? What if you had 50% of your portfolio GM? 
you were just, you, you lost all your money. So, you know, don't get too excited. Diversify, diversify. Stabilize the, the your account. Stabilize your portfolio. Now, it does take work. You know, it does take some work. Uh, we like to have 30 stocks or more if, you, if it's a stock portfolio. Uh, and in no more than what 15, 18% in any one sector, you can go to 20, but that's risking that. You know, you start increasing the risk. You just have to diversify. Obviously, KPP Premium Newsletter, I go into much greater detail on all this kinds of thing, all stock analysis, economic situation. We do it every Friday. So, I, you know, if it comes out every Friday, you know it's up to date all the time. So, if you really, uh, if you want, to get be up to date, you got to get the premium newsletter. And as I said, it comes out every Friday. I always go over the week economic news, the weeks, because you know, economic, economic news comes out every week, and the stock market, and what's really important that uh, is either came out this week or is come going to come out. And of course, this week was all about uh, was well, all about uh, the Federal Reserve and changing their stance. Stock ideas, uh, I, there was a big branded name, uh, Consumer Foods Company that was in there this time. These are stock ideas. These aren't, go buy this stock. No. These are stocks that have very good fundamentals, maybe look like an opportunity, you know, that you should take a look at. You know, I mean, maybe for the dividend. Might be this one this week, a 4.68% dividend, so in a PE ratio is 13. So that was the, one of the stock ideas today. Also focused on an, an IT giant, um, you know, and why I liked it. You know, we, we try, I try to put different stocks, different sectors in there every week for you to build your own watch list. Make, do your own homework on that. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I invite you to check out our new online training experience called Invest Talk Academy. Invest Talk Academy. Justin would be putting on the class next week. I just did it this week, uh, yesterday. Uh, it's one hour every week. It's live, and we pick a topic, we, and we we go with that topic, which and it's all about learning about how the market works, the economy works, and how to manage your portfolio of stocks. 888-99-CHART is a number. If you're going to, if you want to go to Invest Talk Academy, you want to sign up, go to investtalkacademy.com. By the way, investtalkacademy.com. 888-99-CHART. You are listening to Invest Talk, streamed and broadcast live Monday through Friday afternoons in the 4 o'clock hour Pacific time and available 24-7 via podcast replays at investtalk.com. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here and the lines are open. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Vitaly in Atlanta. How you doing, Vitaly? I'm doing good, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Um, I'm calling. I'm I'm calling in regards to uh, DOC. Um, wanted to get your opinion on that stock. Oh, they wrote down GLD. G O C. No, as no, in no. Cat? D, D D as in dog. O C. Uh huh. Yeah. 
Doc, D-O-C. Okay, that's a physician real, realty trust? Yes. Okay, let's take a look at that one. See, I was already set to talk about gold because that's what GLD is. Um, okay, DOC, D-O-C, uh, Real Estate Investment Trust, investing in 20, 280 properties located in 30 states. I will tell you, I like the sector, Vitaly. This is in the uh, uh, finance property REIT, but it's in the, the field of uh, healthcare. And that's what I like. I like the sector of healthcare, the real estate sector of healthcare, much better than other parts of real estate at this point. They pay a really healthy dividend of 5.2%, and they're going to make a $1.10 when a $17, almost $18 stock. So that means that they're going to be able to maintain, maintain that dividend pretty easy. But it's a REIT. They have to pay 90% of their uh, uh, adjusted gross income in the form of a dividend. So I, I think that that dividend is pretty solid, pretty darn solid, because they don't have a lot of debt. And that's really good at this point, Vitaly, because interest rates are rising, even though the Fed say they might you know, calm down. Well, well, that's, well, that's probably one of the reasons it's done well this week, because of the Federal Reserve Powell saying, mm, well, maybe we're getting close to not raising rates. All the REITs will benefit if the rates would stop going up. But this one in particular, because it doesn't have a lot of debt. So I, I like that part. It grew 13% in, la, in September quarter, which has one, been one of the weakest quarters in two years. Okay, and that, you know, I don't like that, but it's still growing 13%. Quarter before, it grew 40%. Um, I do like this one, and I and it broke out. Uh, broke out means it's not a 52-week high. Do you own it? Vitaly, are you thinking about buying it? I, yeah, I own it, but I didn't buy enough shares, and I'm kind of kicking myself for not buying more. Uh, and I'm curious, since you're talking about interest rates, and they're talking about uh, raising interest rates next year, and since yeah. you know stocks always yeah. look forward, um, right. should this stock drop in the near future because there will still be interest rate increases? I say no. And, and the reason why I say that, Vitaly, is that everything, as you pointed out, everything looks forward. This is why this is weak, March, April, May, June, July of this last year, of this year, this year. That's why this stock fell sharply at the beginning of, you know, at the end of last year, beginning of this year. Fell with the whole market, and it never really recovered for months until just now it's starting to look pretty strong. So, and that's all because of, what Powell said. See, so I think the weakness has already been built into the stock. So I don't, that doesn't mean it's just going to keep climbing to the sky because these things have a certain valuations. And But this is still fairly inexpensive on the valuation. So it's not, it's not an extreme or even extended yet as far as price, even though it's a 52-week high. So uh, I, I'm thinking that those interest rate hikes have already been built in. And if the Fed does slow down vitality, the stock should continue to do well. Okay? Appreciate the call. The main talking point, Fed Chairman Powell. We're talking about the interest rates. That's what we're going to talk about. That's the main talking point. Um, i also going to talk about um, a number of other things. I don't know if we're going to, how many we're going to. The stock leadership. I want to talk about this, what sectors are the leadership has changed and what sector is now leading the way. 
for the market. Um, we already talked about the data breach. I want to discuss uh, outlook for gold this year. I want to talk about that too. We haven't talked about that in a while. And I'm not a big gold person, but I want to talk about the outlook. The market was up uh, 200 points today on the Dow. The Nasdaq up 67 and the S&P up 22. So that that's a pretty good sign. Pretty good sign because, you know, we had that big $500, 500-point 500 update for the Dow on uh, Wednesday, Wednesday. And then, was it Wednesday or Tuesday? I don't remember. We had a couple of days of, eh. And then a pretty nice, so a nice update today. So in other words, what I'm saying is it didn't give it back. So it is possible, uh, it is possible that Powell's comment, you know, will allow us to have our, our end of the year rally. But it might be subject to what comes out of the G20 meeting between China and us on trade. It might be dependent on that, the rally. I'm talking about the end of year end rally. It might be dependent on what comes out of these meetings. Monday on Invest Talk, the four biggest mistakes first time home buyers make. A difficult, difficult, confusing, and expensive process. It could be made uh, more beneficial if you begin with bargaining power. How do you, what, how do you grab, how do you get bargaining power? But for now, I'm Steve Pisa. I'm ready to take your questions at 888-99-CHART. To win, all effective investors use a process. And listeners call InvestTalk every day asking to share our winning process. And they too can win using the right analytical tools. Just what do we use as our everyday go-to research tool? Y-Charts. It's a cloud-based financial research platform. It is indispensable. Y-Charts has the powerful tools of a terminal combined with the ease of use of a modern website. We use Y-Charts every day. Y-Charts is easy to navigate, visually awesome, and informative. YCharts has filters driven by thousands of metrics, Excel integration, and data visualization to create charts that compare stocks, funds, indices, and more. If you're a serious investor, you'll understand that the precision functionality in YCharts is not free. But YChart has more horsepower and by far better data and filters compared to a giveaway tools from Yahoo or Google. YCharts is a fraction of the cost of something like Bluebird Terminal. And now our listeners can try YCharts for free. You just heard Steve and Justin endorse YCharts. It's the lightning-fast research, data filter, and charting tool they use every day for their investment portfolios. Think about it. Steve is right. Free software cannot come close to the power, speed, ease of use, and practical functionality of YCharts. And serious investors understand that YCharts can pay for itself with just one or two targeted investment selections. So here's your chance to take advantage of a free trial and a generous YCharts discount. Start by mentioning InvestTalk when you go to YCharts.com. Get serious, get YCharts. Have you visited InvestTalkAcademy.com? You should. It can help you learn to invest like a pro because it features online classes that can teach you how to grow your investments independently. And you can learn more at InvestTalkAcademy.com. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here and the lines are open. 888-99-CHART. 
I got an email, uh, an email question that came into my desk, and I get those quite a bit. And I try to make a strong, I make a very strong effort to answer all my emails. This one I thought I'd share with the uh, you, you, the the uh, audience, because of the type of question. Because it's the kind of questions I really can't answer. Um, and the question is, what no commission funds would you recommend I invest in with my IRA? Okay, and I can't really answer that question. I know nothing else about the person. Okay, I don't know if you're young, old. I don't know if you're you want to be conservative, aggressive. What's your risk tolerance? I don't know anything about you. Matter of fact, the SEC has rules that I am not to give recommendations to someone I don't know. So you, I, you know, they don't tell you what knowing a person means, but. I wouldn't normally give anybody a list of stocks or mutual funds to buy or sell. Now, you have it in a 401k and you have a list of stocks that you give me, I will help you uh, help make recommendations to those. But I won't. Remember, I'm, remember, I manage money for clients. So I'm not going to just give out, well, here, this is what we're going to do and we're going to buy this stock and we're going to sell these. That's not going to happen, people. Just to let you know. But you know, I if you you can't ask an opening question, would you please invest my portfolio for me? That ain't gonna work, and I can't because I need to know you who what you want, and I wouldn't unless you want to become a client. Be happy to do it for you. That so I just wanted to make sure we got that out there. I don't want you, people to think that I'm trying. To, I'm ignoring those kinds of questions. It's, I'm not ignoring them. I just can't do it. For two reasons. I don't know you, uh, uh, SEC rules, and number two, I save that information for my clients. Okay? Okay, um, for Monday, for Monday, the four biggest mistakes first-time buyers make, we're going to talk about that. I think that's going to be a, a pretty interesting topic. Let's go to Amit in San Jose for now. He wants to talk about Goldman Sachs. How you doing, Amit? Hi, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. So I was wondering that Goldman Sachs, is it a good value now or there is a problem with this company? No, there's not a problem with the company. And yes, it's a good value. Okay. <laughs> Even though they got issues, uh, uh, Goldman Sachs is one of those companies been around forever. They're considered one of the best managed companies out there, but they have currently, they have problems. Goldman Sachs, everybody, it's an investment bank. Securities, investment management services, worldwide, $70 billion company. It's, it fell hard today. Uh, it's retesting the lows that it made in, uh, in, the, in November. But a lot of the banks have been suffering recently, and this is one of them. They've got problems. Now, I mean, this might be a good opportunity. I don't know if I buy it yet, but it certainly is one that I'd have on my watch list, Goldman Sachs. They're, they make money. It's a hundred ninety dollars stock. They're going to make twenty five dollars and sixty three cents next year. That's only a one percent increase from this year. That's the estimates. Uh, this year is up thirty percent from last year. So the the forward looking numbers don't look so strong. That's why it fell from two sixty five all the way down to one hundred ninety. But you're right, Amit. It now looks like a pretty good value. I mean, we're looking at a PE of what eight. So that's pretty good. You know, uh, return equity is okay. 10%, not great. So, yeah, I would put this on my list. Not sure. I, I'd wait for some strength to come back into it before I buy it, though. I wouldn't buy it right now. Okay? Okay, GS, thank you. everybody, Goldman Sachs. Th 
Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. 888-99-CHART. Give me a call. Love to talk to you. Uh, you know, we, we've already beat it, beat it in the ground about the Powell and his uh, his uh, change in stance on interest rates, which kind of is a surprise. It was a surprise, really. But So we won't beat that anymore into the ground. But I want you to keep that in the back of your head that that's what he's uh, been talking about. How about gold? I, you know, I, I, was, I thought the caller earlier in the hour was going to talk about gold. Well, if he's not, I am. Okay. Uh what drive gold, everybody? What drives gold? The dollar, weak dollar means gold prices go up. Dollar's not weak. Dollar's been strong. What else will drive it? Inflation? We have very little inflation. Not driving gold either. Okay. Now, so why am I talking about it? I'm not a big gold person either. I'm not a big gold person. But what I see is an opportunity being established for us. Okay, the dollar has been very, 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 been very strong for a while. The inflation has been very low for a while. At some point, one or both of those things are going to rise. Do you think they're at their their turning points? If you do, gold's going to take off, and gold is a very good defensive position. I like the gold miners better than the actual gold metal, but you can buy them both through ETFs. And if you're looking at the ETF of both gold and the gold miners, you're going to see a sideways movement with an upward slant since September. I'm thinking we're from a technical point of view, from a fundamental point of view, gold has hit its bottom, and I like it because of the defensiveness if we go into a recession, the dollar's going to fall sharply uh, and the gold's going to go up. Gold will go up because of the recession all by itself. And I'm not talking, we're not hit, we're, please, we're not going into a recession anytime soon. But what I'm trying to, remember, we're, we have to look forward. And you have to be smarter than all the pros out there. you got to look even further out than they, right? Because you got they're going to the ones that drive everything. They're going to drive everything up or down. That's what they do. Because they have the money to do it. We don't. You and I don't. But So we have to think far in advance. And I'm thinking gold might get its heyday next year, the year after. That's what I'm thinking. And at the same time, it's a good defensive diversifier. Kind of like it. Kind of like it. So I'm not telling you to go out and buy it or anything. But I think you should. that should be on your watch list. And... Maybe, you know, you could wait for a signal. You know, remember we talked about different, you know, in Investment Academy, I, I the, one of the classes we had a, not this last week, but the week before. No, it was this week. No, it was a week. No, about two weeks ago. I talked about the 50-day crossing over the 100-day. I, I mentioned it this class, but I actually had a technical class about uh, moving averages. So the 50-day is now starting to rise for gold. Okay, maybe you can wait till the crosses the 200-day moving average on, on the way up, however long that takes, and then you could be a buyer. By the way, that number right today is $20.85 for GDX, which is the Gold Miners Index, which I'm not recommending to buy because I would be wrong. I'm not supposed to. But the 50-day moving average is 1909, and that's it's been moving up. Uh, and that's about right where the stock price is right now. So if it's, it's got a ways to go. It's got to go to 20, uh, 20, 80, 
five. So uh, one one point a dollar seventy something before you get a signal of a buy signal. What's that about seven mm, percent? We'll see. But see, I think it's going to go slowly for a while. We'll see. We'll see. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. I hope you're making the right choices with the money in your 401k, your IRA. At KPP, we have math-based models to guide you in this attempt. You can monitor and advise. You can take action on your 401k. Read about it in our active 401k program at investtalk.com. We still do have lots of time, everybody. You can still get your call in. Give me a call. 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial, where their commitment to reason and common sense guidance can help make you a better investor. We are headed into the final trading sessions of 2018, and now may be a smart time for you to ask KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein for help with your portfolio. Start with a no-obligation phone call to the KPP Financial Office in Dana Point, California, or send Steve and Justin a message through investtalk.com. The InvestTalk radio and podcast continues now. The phone lines are open, and you can call with your questions. 888-99-CHART. Hi, this is Jeff. I'm calling from Boca Raton, Florida. My question is, what do I do with Chipotle, CMG? I bought it a while back when it was at a bottom, thinking that it would go lower, and then they had another health scare, then they had another health scare, and it's just gone down, down, down. And now it looks like it is starting to recover, but I've still lost money on it, and I'm thinking at this point maybe I should just get rid of it. Anyway, your advice would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Okay, we already did this. This is CMG, Chipotle Mexican Grill. Uh, we'll talk about it real, real fast. Um, and it's too expensive. I would not buy this. It's too expensive. I, I, I would just, I mean, we're talking about something that has a PE ratio of 57. And the growth rate is, is in the single digits. No, I'd stay away from that. Okay, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's go to Fahim in San Jose. How you doing, Fahim? Hi, Steve. Good evening. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Um, I had a you question on uh, airline stock, whether it's a good time to actually okay. pick them up, or actually am I too late for that, given that there's definitely a bump uh, over the last two weeks, over the last two days. Thank you. Okay. Which airline are you talking about, or just all of them in general, Fine. Oh, generally, yeah. And the question was, do I okay. to go for an ETF, okay. or um, actually pick up individual stocks? Okay. Um, airline stocks, everybody, they're very, Fahim, they're very cyclical, okay? And we're really late in the economic cycle, so I'm thinking it's probably too late to get into them. You want to buy an airline stock coming out of a recession because of, because of the cyclicality of it. I'm not very keen on airline stocks because they're subject to, you know, they make lots of money if oil prices go down and they lose money if they go up. They make, uh, they're very subject to that uh, unions. They can go on strike. They haven't had much union activity for quite some time, but they are subject to that. And they've got lots of unions. You know, uh, you got the pilot union, the mechanics union, the the, the steward stewardess union, the you know, airline, uh, on and on and on. I don't like that part. The planes are extremely expensive. 
So your outlay, your capital outlay is really high. There's a number of reasons why I don't care for the airline stocks in general, but I wouldn't buy them at this point in the economic cycle. I would not. This point in the economic cycle, what stocks are really working? What stocks are working? It's, it's, it's pretty obvious which ones worked really well in November because they were up 6%. Now, it's healthcare. Healthcare was the leading sector in November, up 6%. What was the worst sector? Basically, the FANG stocks, the tech stocks. Worst sector in November. And why does healthcare, why did healthcare work well in November? You've heard me at Nauseam tell you for the last, I don't know how many months now, to get defensive, by defensive names. Healthcare is a defensive name. They're not cyclical, not strictly cyclical. They are fairly defensive because everybody needs it even when in an economic slump. So, and you got boomers going to need it more and more and more, and we're getting more and more boomers getting to be my age or older. Meaning old. Okay? So, you kind of want to be defensive. Okay? You want to be aggressive? You, you stick with your fang stocks. They've gone down 30% or more. They're all in bear market territory. Let's go to Hatendra in Union City. How you doing, Hatendra? Hey, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, what you. is your opinion on Apple? It's come down uh, quite a lot. I own some. Just wondering mm-hmm. if should we add more or just sit it for a while? What would be your opinion? Well, you won't sell it. You don't sell it because it's gone down to a good value now. I, I would definitely not sell it. I don't think I'd add to it at this point yet. Uh, Apple, I like Apple a lot. Um, uh, they manufacture, you know, I don't have to tell anybody what they do. Uh, Apple computers with their phones. I'm a little concerned, Hatendra, that their main seller is that iPhone. And they're very dependent on it. That kind of makes me a little nervous. But... They're trying to move away from that to, to be more of a service company. And some of the things they've been doing, it looks like they're going to start adding content into their phone system architecture, which they really should do. And I, Apple's just so smart that I kind of like them because of that. And they're not expensive. The stock is selling at a 15 PE. But it always has sell, sold at a kind of a lower PE than their other kind of tech stocks. I I think it's a good place, a uh, good price. I just don't know if I'd buy it right here yet. Um, I might wait for it to break above maybe, you know, the 200-day moving average is $193 and then the 178 But that's going to come down because the stock is selling way below that. So I think the stock is going to have a struggle for a while. Okay, Hendrick? But, so, but don't term, sell it. Long, but long term, you believe it's a long, good value to keep, right? Long term. Three, four years. Correct. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. That's why I'm telling you, not, don't sell what you have. Hold on to it. But don't be, I don't think I'd add to it yet. I, I, there will be a point that I would say you add to it, but not yet. This is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley. Our Friday, our Friday program is heading into the finish line. We've got only about 10 minutes left. And, of course, ten, the 10 minutes you can call and ask your questions. And remember, please, we keep our anytime listen line open all the time. So if you can't make that call in the next 10 minutes, you can call anytime you want over the weekend. Same number, always, 888-99-CHART.
On the next Invest Talk, the four biggest mistakes first time home buyers make. That story Monday. But now, Steve is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your calls. 888 99Chart. 888-992-4278. I had an email question about uh, Planet Fitness. Planet Fitness, symbol PLNT. This is a really good uh, lesson we can all learn from here. Planet Fitness has done very, very well. They bottomed in February this year with the market, okay? But they didn't go down that much. They never broke their 200-day moving average. Uh, they all, uh, they've been maintaining an upward movement ever since then slowly climbing up. They had a little bit of weakness in October, going from like $53 down to $46. Then they're starting to crawl back up. Now they're at near at a real near a 52-week high, higher than they were before October at $55.22. So it's still in its upward trend. Now the question is, is uh, I want to buy this. They're opening a Planet Fitness near my house, and I thought it'd be a good buy. Well, number one, that's not a good reason to buy a stock whether they're open something near your house or not. Uh, what you should do is go look at some other Planet Fitnesses and see how busy they are. You want them to be really busy. Okay, they have 1,500 fitness centers with approximately 10 million members in 50 states. So they're big. You buy this stock because of the numbers, but fundamentally, it looks very expensive at this point. Remember, it's been rising all year long and all of a sudden now, at, at when we're seeing weakness in the market, now you're interested in it. And it's a, been a, it's a growth stock. It's growing 30 40% in sales, very good. And 44% in growth in earnings this year, another 17% next year, which is very good. But all those very good numbers are already built into the price of the stock. It's too late. You, 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 you. Remember, you're now coming in after it's gone up for over a year. So what's going to happen? And this is a growth stock, and you're seeing the market transition from growth to value. That doesn't mean growth stocks, all of them, will not keep growing. They will. But what you're going to see is they're not as favored. I would suspect that next year you'll see a lot of sideways movement in planet Hollywood. That's what I'm thinking we're going to see because it's already had a very long run. Remember that rule I talked about. After something has gone down for a very long time or has gone up for a very long time and it has very, you know, it has solid numbers, you don't buy it if it's gone up for a very long time on those solid numbers, but you do consider buying it if it's gone down for a very long time on solid numbers. So this one's gone up. It's now at the high end of its P.E. ratio. That's just 50, by the way. And the five-year range is 24 to 51. You don't want... You're, you're paying the premium for this stock. A premium. You don't want to pay a premium for stocks. Don't want to do that. So I wouldn't buy it at this point, even though it's a very good company. It is. You know, as far as you're recognizing that it's a very good company, you've done a good job. But the buy point is not good enough. It's dangerous, very dangerous at this point. Okay? Now, I want to talk about something that people don't ever do, don't think about, and you probably forgot about it, and you're, uh, many of you out there are are, have, are going to be in big trouble if you don't do something about it. And this is 
changing your beneficiaries, at least looking at the beneficiaries of your IRA, your 401k, your uh, your retirement pension plans, your uh, almost any kind of, if you die, someone inherits your account. Okay? Why? Because over time, things change. For instance, maybe you're still married to the same person, but now your kids are growing up. And you had beneficiaries, maybe you were splitting some of the money out for the kids when they were younger, or maybe you just want them to be, to inherit some of your IRA because you don't need it, okay? Maybe you got a divorce and you still left your old spouse as a beneficiary. That's not a good idea. That's happened many times. Maybe you have other kids. You have kids from two marriages. Maybe the first marriage, you don't want to give them the money. Or There's reasons to take a look at all your beneficiaries, everybody. So, unless things haven't changed in the last 20 years in your life, then don't worry about it, but please take a look. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Invest Talk program for the day and for the week. We are at the weekend. Have a nice weekend, everybody. And, of course, I'll be back Tuesday. Justin will be here on Monday. Have a great night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.